Welcome back, friends, to the long-awaited part two of episode 18 of Long Distance Friendship with Jordan and Amanda. Let's get right into it. Start us off. I believe what we landed on was that we should tell, we should rank, this is a ranked game, our top two best driving experiences and our bottom two worst driving experiences. Um, I think we should go back and forth on the best and worst. I guess when I say rank them, I don't mean that we have to decide which one is number one and which one is number two. I just mean like of our experiences, this would come in the the Uh top of them. Weird experiences in a car. Like it doesn't actually have to be driving, but it's just like number one would definitely rank recording a podcast in the car as (laughs) the top, top of my weird experiences. We, I okay. won't count that one in my count, but as an example. All I can think of is bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> we'll start with bad because then we'll end on good. Okay, good. Um, okay, so I don't know if this is actually at the top, like if this is the worst thing that ever happened to me in a car, but definitely one of the more um, stress-inducing negative experiences I had in a car was when I was driving, I was on a road trip from, actually, from your house. Actually, you know what, that was, I took two of those road trips. One of them I came to visit you. This is not the one where I came to visit you. Um, Okay, well, fine. Just cut me out of the story then. He's right. He's right. This doesn't involve you, Jordan. (laughs) But it does involve that same car. Um, Because as I was driving, um... All of a sudden, it was a, it's a Prius, right? So it's got all kinds of electronic doodads and thingy-mabobbits and whoosie-whatsits. Um, and all of a sudden, I'm on the highway in the left lane, and all the thingy-mabobbits and whoosie-whatsits start blinking, and the car pretty much just, like, turns off. And, and there's no, like, no gas anymore, no power steering anymore. And so then I managed to like pull over to the other side of the road um and pull off and sure enough like just totally dead in the water eventually even the lights stop blinking and it's just a dead dead red brick um and i'm like in the middle of nowhere virginia and so i called AAA, and they're they were gonna send a tow truck and it was going to be a while because it was a Saturday and et cetera, et cetera. The local mechanic didn't know anything about Priuses, so we had to drive 20 miles down the road to the Toyota dealership. So it was going to be a really long, expensive tow. And it took them like two hours to get to me. So it's the middle of summer on a hot, the side of a hot highway standing outside my car slash sitting in my car but it was very warm (laughs) and I'm like sweating and trying to stay hydrated anyway not the most pleasant experience it ended fine because I got to the Toyota place and they were able to fix it no problem and it wasn't really even expensive and I got on my way that afternoon but at the time, as I was sitting on the side of the highway, wondering if I was going to be, like, murdered or if I was going to die of heat stroke, it was it was not a pleasant vehicular experience for me. Yeah, anyway, I get that. One. 
I'm going to have to be really thoughtful about how I tell this story. (laughs) There are people involved that people who listen to this podcast know. (laughs) Oh, name, change the name to protect the innocent. So one time I went on a road trip with some people (laughs) and I really cared about both of the people. I had a good friendship with both of the people, but the vibes were off with one of the people. Okay. And <laughs> it was just like awkward in some ways. Um, and like third wheel awkward or broken no, friendship awkward or like, it wasn't like a broken friendship. It was just like the friendship had just gotten uh, off kilter somehow. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> and these friends were both like really deep thinkers, which I often am, but sometimes I'm just like, can we not? Like, I just, it's like, can we just play loud music and sing and be, you know, like just goofy? Like, I am the deep talker all the time and I just need a break from it. Jordan, I am so um, curious who you're talking about right now. This is a fun, this is a fun sub game for me. <laughs> I'll tell you off air. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you might remember when I get to this next part of the story. Mm-hmm. So then um, they wanted to listen to a podcast or a, with a well-known, like, I, I guess this person's a psychologist. I'm not, anyway. They're kind of a sociologist, uh, people, people expert. Okay. Um, and it was just this whole discussion about shame and all this stuff. And like, Renee Brown? Yes. Uh. <laughs> and like, it just was so much. It was so much. And I was just trying to drive to Italy. I really <laughs> like that was, book. <laughs> I was just trying to get to a location without having to cry about my feelings. <laughs> and it just really, I, it has to this day, I have a lot of angst about Brene Brown and my inability to objectively listen to anything she has to say <laughs> because I was so frustrated by that trip oh, and that, Mainly the car ride, because yeah. it was just, um, I really have control issues. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if anyone's, anyone who knows me has ever picked up on that. Um, <laughs> which made it where I felt like I needed to drive in order to be okay. Mm-hmm. But it also meant that I was tense the whole car ride, A, because of driving, and B, because the weirdness of the relationship that was going on. Right. And so... <laughs> I just, oh man, what a weird, weird experience. And it all was, it was in a car. There you go. Now I can laugh about it. So it's really not as bad as Uh it was, but for a very long period of time, it was on my list of like worst experiences. Oh yeah. But now I can laugh because I'm like, can reflect on like the absurdity of it all, but. I'm glad you've made it past that. Yeah. (laughs) Um, okay, another negative one that I can think of is, um, one time I was driving, I don't think I have to change names in this one, even though people will know these people, because it's not like a, it's not negative about them at all. 
but I was driving to um, Brussels. Mm. So um, we had flown into, it was like over Easter break and it was, it was me and Katie and her sister and her mom. And we had flown into Amsterdam and rented a car and we're taking a road trip through um, the Netherlands and also Belgium. And so we drove into Brussels where we were going to, we had this like place to stay. And this was like kind of toward the end of a several hour long chunk of road trip. I'm driving because I think I was the only one allowed to drive the rental car. So like I'd been doing all of the driving for this, um, which is fine. I like, I like driving. But I really had to use the bathroom. Like, I, I, it had gotten to the point where it was like, okay, we're almost into Brussels. Like, as soon as we get there, I'm going to need to stop because we're, you know, it's, it's getting to be about that time. Also, it's past lunchtime, right? So everybody's also hungry. So <clears throat> I have to pee. Everyone is hungry. This is pre-GPS on phones times. So we have printed out Google Maps directions to where we need to go. I don't know how it happened. I don't know if it was my fault. I don't know if it was Katie's fault. I sort of suspect it was just nobody's fault. We just missed a turn. So here we are. We've come off the highway and missed whatever the road is that was supposed to, like, be our next step. And Brussels was laid out. I'm pretty sure this is historical fact that when they designed Brussels, they let a baby take a crayon and start (laughs) scribbling lines all across a piece of paper and then designed the city based on that. Because none of the roads connect to any of the other roads in the way that you think they will. Um, and also it was all totally under construction the entire time. So they're like, ro- you know, roadblocks and things. Also heavy traffic. So like everything about it is terrible. The end of this story is um, we were driving and stuck in traffic and lost in Brussels from the moment we arrived for like two hours. I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> yeah, and I- Remember, everyone's hungry, and I still have to pee. <laughs> it's a long time. Um, That's awful. And we can't, like, ask directions because nobody speaks Flemish. Anyway, it was, we finally, when we finally managed to find our hotel, which was just the Lord and a total accident that we stumbled upon it, basically. Um, <laughs> it was, it was like um, a shipwrecked person's stumbling ashore, kissing the ground, <laughs> was how I, how I felt about the whole thing. Like, get me out of this car, into, like, onto solid ground, and I'd never want to get back in that car again. <laughs> when, uh, when Katie and I got back home after that trip, we took a map of Brussels and burned it in, in <laughs> Memorial. <laughs> That's really very good. I... The, the, your method of dealing with your pain is top notch. It was cathartic. Yeah, really healthy. I, I did nothing. Did nothing to Brene Brown, as mm. I shouldn't do anything <laughs> to. She's a human. Her or her books. <laughs> do not burn her in effigy. Mm. 
Yes. Great. Um, I think, so I can't decide if this is a top or a bottom because mm. in some ways it was really great. And in other ways, I'm like, what, why? <laughs> but, um, we used to drive to my stepdad's high school reunions in Iowa okay. from Alabama. It's a very long drive. That's and like a long drive. It's mostly just cornfields and soybean fields like oh, for the last half of the trip like that's it that's what there is to see <laughs> in various years we've had like various um pairings of siblings who were on it and whatnot well one year it was me my mom my stepdad my um brother who is like the most fidgety and uh movie kind of person and my little sister who is eight years younger than me who's also going to tonight um, and she was like, uh, she was probably four or five at the time, mm-hmm. maybe a little older than that. She was still really young. And I was like peak teenager. Like, I think I was like 14, just really thought that I was the greatest human alive and <laughs> everyone else was garbage, you know? Um, As is true for all 14 year olds. <laughs> And we decided, I just truly cannot express to you that I don't know why we decided to do this this way, to take my stepdad's very large truck on this trip instead of, like, I don't know, a vehicle that's more comfortable. Uh I think we had a minivan at the time. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the option was... I can, and it, he, his truck had one of those, like, uh, I don't know, I, we call them camper shells. I don't know if that's the right thing, but it's like, mm-hmm. it goes over the bed of the truck and it basically turns it into a very large trunk. Yeah. I think that's what it, I think that's what it's called. I know what you're talking about. Okay. Well, we had one of those. So I posed to my family that I should be allowed to ride in the back of the truck instead of in a back seat sandwiched between in my mind at the time my two most annoying siblings the worst people on earth <laughs> and they said yes what so i did which is like such an alabama thing that i was like in the back of the truck on the highway for god knows how many miles <laughs> But, like, I, it was kind of cool. Like, I built a whole little pallet, and I had the cooler in the back of me. Mm-hmm. So we would open, there was a window between, like, the back window of the truck and the um, camper shell. Yeah. So, like, they'd open the window, and I'd pass drinks to the front. That, that but there was no awesome. AC in the back of this bed, and it's the middle of summer. Mm-hmm. Sounds <laughs> fun. So it was very hot. I was sweaty, and, like, any time we stopped, I had to crawl over all of our luggage uh-huh. and crawl out the bed of the truck. <laughs> oh, God. So it was simultaneously like the best and, and like the worst. The worst. <laughs> it kind of sounds amazing actually. So yeah. how many hours was this? Like just so many hours. <laughs> it was like 10 or something. I don't wow. know. Okay. It felt like 85. Oh my gosh. That's really funny. Yeah. Okay, you have to say it good, and then I feel like we should cap.
Okay, I'll share one good one, and then we can be done. Because, yeah, we, we ran long on this episode. Um, so, one time when I was... This is actually also on a family road trip. When I was 11, I think, we took a trip out across... Um, kind of out west. I was living in New Jersey at the time, and we all piled in. My family of six piled into this 20-foot RV. Um, which, 20 feet sounds like a lot of feet. Um until you try to fit six people in it, and then it just sort of becomes a very small amount of feet for five weeks on a cross-country road trip. Um, but as we were, as we were going, um, we, we stopped at various, what I would call quirky, weird, um, weird things along, you know, in rural America, and other people might just call tourist traps. So it just sort of depends on, uh, depends on your perspective, I guess. But one of the places that we stopped at, um, was this abandoned, not abandoned, it was like a ghost town. You know what I'm, mm. like, do you know what I mean? Like an old time, old town, ghost town place. And to get there, we had to drive like 15 miles into the woods which sounds like no big deal until again i'll remind you we're driving my dad is driving a 20-foot rv through this like hmm, in this like wooded trail so there's like gravel but not really pavement uphills and stuff anyway so we're going like 10 miles an hour through the woods so it was a significant detour I mean, we were all kind of skeptical, like, what is this going to be? Um, my parents, I think, were particularly annoyed that we were doing this. Um, but at this point, like, they had started, right? And they'd promised us we were going to this ghost town, which at least a couple of us were excited about. Um, my brothers were totally skeptical. But we got there, and it was the best thing in the world because... This was not just a ghost town. This was a ghost town that had been overrun by, wait for it, chipmunks. <laughs> so, I know, that's not where you thought I was going. What, you just an oddly surprised. specific thing. Right. So, like, for years and years, tourists would come here and feed the chipmunks peanuts. And so gradually, the chipmunks lost all their fear of humans and just became these friendly little inhabitants of the town. So there are no people around. It's not like one of those old towns where they have like a, a sheriff and a, 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 a fight in the middle of the street or something mm -hmm. like that. There was like no one there. It was just this old ghost town, except everywhere you walk, you're surrounded by chipmunks. And the best part is if you like sit down and scatter peanuts all around you and even like on your lap, they come and they like sit on you and eat the peanuts and you get to pet them. Which, which as an 11 year old was amazing and a, just the best kind of adventure. I think my mom would be horrified that this is like, the clearest memory I have of that road trip because we stopped at all kinds of actual significant historical sites <laughs> and museums and like beautiful places. And I remember some of those, but mostly I remember Chipmunk Town. I have no idea what it's actually called. 
If anyone wants to Google it and see if it still exists, let me know what it's called because I would like to go there again. Um, yeah, so that was a really positive thing that happened to me while on a road trip. I wasn't actually in the car at the time. I was out of the car being swarmed by adorable chipmunks. Um, and it was a great day in my life. I mean, that sounds like a really great day. It was pretty great. And they didn't, like, bite me. They were just biting the, the peanuts. So it was uh, pretty awesome. So, yeah, I'd say those are, that's, that's one of my top ranked things to happen in a car. Nice. And there you have it, folks. <laughs> our our brilliant our brilliant thoughts and memories that in no way are actually a game that you can play with other people. <laughs> yeah, that was not not our best like um, replicable game, but it was fun. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed walking down those memory lanes with you. Yes. Reminiscing. All right. Well, do you uh, do you have anything else that we should add to this episode? Or I don't. The people have heard us ramble enough. <clears throat> yes, indeed. Thank you, people, for listening to the ramblings. Um. All right. Well, thanks again for listening, everyone. This has been another episode of Long Distance Friendship with Jordan and Amanda. Tune in next time to hear more stories and maybe even an actual game that you can actually play. But uh, no promises. We're uh, running low on the creative juices in that in that regard. I think. But, uh, all right. Well, peace out, Cub Scouts.